woke water abusers, a hot dog apparatus gone too far, and a Kardashian being quizzed on the law by an infamous crime family. Welcome to Thursday, the day I get to crown my losers of the week, and believe me, it was a plentiful harvest of idiocy to choose from. Find out my top three next. At the start of each week, I make an iCloud note titled Losers Inspo, and by the time I hit Thursday, well, the list is so robust, it reads like a buffet menu at Golden Corral. So get your bibs on, friends, because here we go. First up, we know our woked-up friends are all about fighting climate change and preserving Mother Earth, or at least that's what they tell us from the steps of their private planes, or in this case, while overlooking their plush lawns in the hills of drought-ridden Southern California. Now, despite Governor Newsom declaring the California drought a historic water emergency, and despite restrictions and fines in place for overuse or for even allowing sprinklers to hit a freaking sidewalk, SoCal celebrities don't feel the rules apply to them. According to the L.A. Times, these A-listers, Sylvester Stallone, Dwayne Wade, Kevin Hart, Kim and Kourtney Kardashian were all cited along with 2,000 others for surpassing 150% of their monthly water budgets at least four times since the agency declared a drought emergency at the end of last year. Dwayne Wade being the worst offender using nearly 500,000 gallons of water in the month of May alone. But don't worry, Wade and his woke wife Gabrielle Union have an explanation. They're having issues with their pool. Oh, golly gee, that explains it. That darn pool at that darn $18 million mansion just doesn't understand the impending doom of water waste and climate change, so shame on you, pool. But speaking of things that you should just not use, my next pick is either a loser or a genius, and I can't seem to decide which. You know... I'm not a color commentator, but I believe what we're seeing here is a man fashioning a straw out of a ballpark frank. He uses an actual straw to turn his hot dog into a straw, so not sure of the necessity of this odd utensil choice, but nonetheless, there it is. Does beer taste better when sucked through a meat straw? I'm not sure, but I can assure you I will never find out. But I suppose that's a better wiener sighting than fellow fans at an Oakland A's game earlier this week, but, you know, I'll just leave it there. My final loser of the week is actually a trio. What you're about to see are two members of an elaborate and alleged crime network quizzing a reality TV star on the law. <laughs> it's like the National Geographic of irony. Take it in. Under what circumstances may one use deadly force to defend themselves? Yes. When one is being faced with deadly force themselves or one believes that deadly force is imminent. Was it humbling to lose that contest to her secretary? Oh, it was heartbreaking. Oh, my gosh. But I, I think it's, it's also she just needs to work on her reaction time, Sandra. <laughs> it was like sometimes I could see my mom knew what the answer was, but she wouldn't hit the buzzer in time. Well, I was also really intrigued by how well she did. I wanted to, you know, put the spotlight on her. The irony is thicker than a Kardashian butt implant. Known lawbreaker and failed presidential candidate takes on fake lawyer Kim Kardashian in a game of legal application and loses. Boy, I bet old Hillary wishes she had Kim back during those Benghazi hearings, but then again, what difference does it make, right, Hillary? Folks, those are my losers of the week. Wade to Wiener to just wow. There you have it. Stay tuned next week for another batch of losers, and be sure to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Tommy Laren for some honorable mentions throughout the week.
Up next, from losers to questionable antics, you know I always have some final thoughts, but first, I want Terrence K. Williams to share his with a roundup of controversial topics. Get your popcorn, because that's next. Y'all know I'm no stranger to controversial topics or unpopular opinions, so for this next segment, I've selected a few stories that caught my eye this week. But rather than just give you my thoughts, I've called in some backup, some reinforcement, someone who tells it like it is, and often in a way that has us all spitting out our drinks. Here to react to a series of topics and give what he may have an unpopular opinion on is my friend, comedian Terrence K. Williams. And don't forget, you'll be able to catch him on the Stand Up America Tour. He'll be in Phoenix honoring our veterans on September 11th. Terrence, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me on, Tommy. Hey, I'm Team Tommy all day. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it, and I agree with the sentiment that is on your hat of freedom and pancakes. That's Amen. all I want. That is, not a, that is not a controversial opinion, but I have a few stories that are really dividing the social media audience on the interweb. So I'm going to go to my first one. First topic may just be the thing that splits our audience right down the middle, no pun intended, Terrence. A TikToker posted a video of a woman wearing what is known as a butterfly thong at a family water park, and it's ignited a debate. Terrence, what side are you on here? Too much to wear a thong to a family water park or A-okay? I just have to say, what in the make family water parks <laughs> great again? You know what? I do think it's too much. I think it's too much. Uh, but I do know this, though. By looking at her hair, I think she passes Joe Biden's sniff test. <laughs> well, uh, we have no idea. Well, you know, didn't Joe Biden once tell us a story about when he was at the pool and people would touch his leg hair? I seem to remember that in the midst of some corn pop stories. So I don't even want to know what uh, Joe Brandon would do at a water park. But this is some serious stuff. I mean, we're, we're seeing young people now, young girls even, wearing very little clothing. And where some people might find that acceptable at a family water park, I'm just not sure how I feel about it. Maybe maybe not the butterfly thong, you know, maybe just a regular thong, maybe with a little bit more coverage, like a, a centimeter more coverage, maybe a little bit more appropriate. That is, listen, I look that thong, that's a thong. That's not a bikini thong. That is just a thong. She came to the water park, the to, to, to the water park in a thong. And it, and it's nasty, you know, like she's around kids. Why do you need to wear a thong at a family park? Are you trying to steal somebody's husband? Are you looking for a husband? What, what you doing? I mean, like, <laughs> it, it is it is totally inappropriate. So you brought up Kids, something. Look at that. You brought the up something. Little boys are probably out there staring. Well, you, little girls are like, oh, I want to wear that. That's crazy, you know. But you brought up something that I think is another interesting point, an auxiliary point to this. So if families are at the water park and they see a woman such as this wearing a butterfly thong such as that and a father or a husband glances in that general direction, is it his fault? Does he get in trouble for that by his family? Or, I mean, is it one of those things that's like, <laughs> how can you not look? She wants to be looked right. at at this point. I, I, don't even, I don't even know. Listen, now, <laughs> I don't think the fathers were mad. I think it was, the, listen, I think, I think the wives were pissed off, too, because their husbands were trying not to look, you know? <laughs> hey, honey, I have to go to the bathroom real quick. I bet you do. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I'm going to leave it there before this gets too R-rated for our wonderful show. But I have another unpopular opinion I want to share with you. So, Terrence, whenever I see an iPad at a cash register, I know I'm about to be asked to tip for an item or a service I should likely never be asked to tip for. So I need to know, has tipping gone too far? When you're just going and you're getting a coffee and you need to put down 20% because they handed you the freaking coffee? I'm sorry. I'm tipping zero for that. What do you do in a situation like that? You know what? I used to feel guilty because they have that tip jar right there and they're staring at you and they and you know I can see it in their eyes. Please give me a tip. And I'm thinking to myself, but you haven't did anything. All you did was hand me a cup of coffee. You didn't even make the coffee. Actually, let me tip the person who made the coffee. It's always the people who don't do anything that want the tip. Uh, listen, like I prefer to tip the cooks. I prefer to tip the person who made the coffee. And now this is what I do hate, Tommy. I hate when I put in a to-go order and I have to go in and grab my to-go order and the person that hands it to me wants to tip. Why do you want a tip? All you did was hand me the bag and I had to come in here. Well, I think it's ridiculous, you know. I think people feel entitled. They do, and you know, at least they're working, but they really want some extra bonus points for that. But you brought up a tip jar. A tip jar is like, all right, I have some extra change. I'm going to throw it in there. But these iPads, I mean, you have to sit there. They flip it around and they guilt you. Oh, they yeah, flip that yeah. iPad around and they go, eh, and then they automatically put up the 20% right off the bat. Like, hey, right. this is the one that you should choose. And now even at restaurants, they're doing the whole contactless thing. So then they turn around their little iPad and they hand it to you and like, hey, how much should you tip? But they automatically push the highest amount. It's like, well, obviously I'm not going to go back and give you what you deserve. So I guess now I'm going to tip you for being born. That's what we've come to. Right. Now, you, you know what? It, this is the thing, too. They hand it to you and they sit there and watch you. See, they used to give you the receipt and then they walk away, you know, and let you decide in peace. Uh, 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 let you decide on what tip you want to give. But now they watch over you to make sure you tip them and you feel pressured. And then you just hit the 20%. You know what? It's a sense of entitlement. They feel like, listen, uh, I'm, I'm entitled uh, I'm, I'm entitled to get a tip. You are entitled to pay me for something I didn't do. You know what? But I have a tip for them. If you want to make money and not do anything, become a politician. <laughs> become a politician and, and listen, and 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 follow after Nancy Pelosi. She can help you out because they make a lot of money and don't do anything. <laughs> uh, they have some wonderful stock trades, and I'm sure her husband gets no insider information from her when he's not drunk driving in uh, California. But this last one is a topic that's kind of close to my heart, okay? And I'm going to tell you why. First, I'm going to introduce it for you and set it up. A few of the former girlfriends of the currently deceased Playboy founder, Hugh Hefner, well, they're now coming forward to once again bash him. Terrence, I watched the show on E! Girls Next Door. I loved the show. I aspired to be a playmate because of that show. They made it look so much fun. At no point in the years that show was running on E! did I ever see these women looking oppressed or like they were forced to be there. But boy, if you listen to them talk now that the man is freaking dead, they make it seem like li living in that mansion was the worst thing that ever happened to them. What do you think? Leave the poor deceased man alone or do they have a point? You know what? They don't have a point. They are gold diggers. They use that man now. And now that he's dead, they have the nerves to trash this, to, to trash him. He took care of them and they didn't have no. And I, I read the article. Oh, I, I couldn't believe what I read. 
uh, I heard that one of the girls said, the girlfriends were saying that when they went to an orgy party, they were, they were surprised because the room was dark and the room was nasty and the bed was wet. And I'm like, well, what, what did you expect? I mean, like you signed up on, on your way there. You thought it was going to be a professional event. You were going to a sex party. I mean, I, I, I'm blown away. But you know what? Uh, they're, they're, they're acting oppressed, just like you said. And the main people that say that they are oppressed are the ones on TV. If you are on TV, you are not oppressed. I'm sorry. If you are on a talk show talking and have a bunch of fans, I'm sorry. You, you can't play that game. Um, but uh, listen, when this man was alive, they were happily involved with him and doing nasty things. And now, and now that he's gone, they're trying to find a way to make money. And by doing that, they want people to feel sorry for them because that's how you make money now. You make people feel sorry for you and people give you money. Well, that uh, has a lot to do with what we're doing now with the student loan forgiveness. But back to this Hugh Hefner right. stuff, you're right. Did you not expect him to have multiple girlfriends? Did you not expect right. that he was going to try to sleep with you? Like, what did you think? You were just going to live there for free and just have fun and run around with your high socks and go to pool parties and not be not be asked or expected to do anything in return whatsoever? I mean, come on, let's put on our thinking hats, ladies. <laughs> But I love how I didn't I didn't even realize this, Terrence, but we kind of went full circle from the butterfly thong all the way to Playboy. And I'm pretty excited about it. Tommy, listen, <laughs> listen, be, before they even dated this man, they, they knew he had other girlfriends. OK, that's like me dating a stripper. And then I say I'm surprised I went to her job. And she was stripping. <laughs> she was on a pole. She was dancing on people. I mean, I, I feel so embarrassed. Uh, duh, it's a stripper. You date a stripper. What do you expect? I mean, you were dating a player. I mean, what do you expect? The last thing, and this wasn't even on my topic list, but before I let you go, I have to get your, your thoughts on it. I did it in uh, my earlier segment for Losers of the Week, but did you happen to see that Yankees fan who made his straw out of a hot dog to suck his beer down? Did you happen to see this, Terrence? Because if you haven't seen it yet, you need to watch it and you need to make a video because it might be one of the weirdest things I've ever seen um, besides, of course, the woman that you did the video on who was meowing in different dialects. That was also very interesting. <laughs> I feel like that could be a match made in heaven. But did you see that hot dog video? Uh, I, I, I don't even want to imagine it. I have not seen that, but I can't, I'm trying to imagine that. And, and I just, uh, no. I have the video because you got to see it now. I've already set this up for you. Let's take a look. All right, Terrence, what you're seeing there? Uh, there, there it goes. Okay, he's get, he's preparing the he's preparing the Frank. <laughs> there comes the beer. Okay, now I got to know what you think. <laughs> I don't know if that's the most American thing. I don't know about that. I mean, now I wouldn't be surprised if if uh, he were helping his girlfriend, ex girlfriends, were sucking a hot dog out of a. I mean, you know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know where you're going. I don't know where I you're know going with that. Unfiltered, but let me not be too unfiltered here. Well, you know, luckily with Joe Brandon in office, those hot dogs were like 15 cents cheaper last year uh, than they were the year prior. So there's at but least you know that. What? Tommy, this is the great thing about America, though. Listen, we can. This dude is. He didn't even eat his hot dog. He just using it to to drink his beer. 
I mean, we are eating good in America, I guess. I mean, all these people complain, but I mean, Listen, this dude is wasting food. This, I, guy, I, I don't. this guy has got some money because he didn't even have to eat that hot dog. You, you were exactly right. Money. He's got I to. I ate that hot dog. Well, it's hard would, times right now for some Americans. You with, and me with, both. With, 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 I mean, you know, food prices are high and he using his food to drink beer. <laughs> Oh, Terrence, I got to leave it there. But I appreciate you being here. I'm going to invite you back with, with some more uh, unpopular opinions for you and I to converse and discuss and maybe solve the world's Thank problems you. in the process. And make sure that everybody checks out your Stand Up America tour. I've been there on your tours. I've been a part of them. You are hilarious and always a thank good time. You. So thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you. All right. Uh, speaking of meat, you know that overpriced meat you bought at Whole Foods thinking it was oh so much better? Well, wait till you hear this. My final thoughts are next. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. I bet you thought the upcharge and everything at Whole Foods, specifically meat products, meant you were getting something much better because you're paying much more. Well, think again. Whole Foods is being sued class action style for their beef marketing slogan claiming no antibiotics ever after recent independent lab tests reveal, drumroll please, Whole Foods beef contained antibiotic and other pharmaceutical residue, meaning that cattle have been treated with antibiotics or other pharmaceuticals. Now, th this isn't just a problem because it's essentially false advertising. It's also a problem because according to the nonprofit Farm Forward, that contamination can lead to serious health risks due to antibiotic resistant bacteria and so on and so forth. Moral of the story, according to these recent lab tests, Whole Foods is allegedly in deep cow doo-doo and so are all of you who have been paying a steep and premium price for the supposed better beef. Now, y'all know I'm very passionate about this topic because I come from generations of American ranchers, ranchers who have been screwed by the meat packers and a lucrative industry that undercuts them and you, the consumer. And guess what? Your mystery meat from the grocery store of choice, Whole Foods or wherever, might not only contain fillers, antibiotics or contaminants, you don't even know where the hell it's from. And how can this possibly be? Well, because we have no country of origin labeling on beef products here in the USA. Our American ranchers are being undercut, and there is nothing they can do about it. The American-born, bred, and raised livestock is slaughtered and labeled product of USA, same as the Brazilian product that's shipped over here. 
Are they the same? No. Do they sit side by side in the grocery store at the same price with the same product of USA label? Yep. Did you know beef can carry that product of USA label even if it was simply just packaged here? Does that seem right to anyone? Because I would sure hope not. The four big meat packers who control, and I mean totally control, the packing industry are not just in the business of packing meat, but screwing over our American ranchers. Yes, Cargill, Tyson Foods, JBS, and National Beef Packing Co. I'm talking about you. See, they control the industry and they control the price. They also control the cut rate foreign beef they're importing and selling to the American public as product of USA when most of it damn sure is not. You don't know the origin of your beef and you ought to. Not only does that help our American ranchers differentiate their superior product from the cheap foreign crap sent over here from God knows where, it allows you, the consumer, to make the choice. Do you want Namibian beef or American? You should get to choose, but first you have to know the difference and right now you don't. But the big meat packers love that fact because they can undercut American ranchers and pay them less for their product because it goes undifferentiated from the foreign stuff. Yet, you're still paying an inflated price. So here's the simple solution. The federal government needs to enforce the antitrust laws already on the books to hold these meat packers accountable and put their feet to the fire. And two, we need country of origin labels on our beef products. This is a bipartisan issue. We can't just point the finger at grocery stores or, or Joe Brandon and then sit idly by as the problem worsens year after year till there are no independent family ranches left. So let's get to work and solve it not only for the sake of our American ranchers, but for the sake of the consumer who deserves to know where their food is coming from and pay a fair price for it. And those are my final thoughts. Make sure you check out the whole show on Outkick.com as well as exclusive content. We're back on Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern with a brand new show. And make sure you follow me and Outkick on all of our social media platforms. From Nashville, God bless and take care.